0: Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. You're listening to episode 39: Drugs, Sex, and No Rock and Roll. For this episode, I posted a poll on Instagram asking viewers what would they like the next topic to be: dating stories, true crime, or discussing my K-Dramas Part 2. And the winner is, drum roll, please, True Crime. And oddly enough, there's a K-Drama sprinkled into this, and that is completely a coincidence. To all of the listeners who voted, I thank you, and please continue to give me feedback. I love hearing from you. Now, let's get into it. Let's talk about drugs. Our first stop, South Korea. A Korean actor who starred in the Oscar award-winning movie, Parasite, is in trouble with police for drug use. In the USA, drugs and crime is nothing new. When a celebrity over here gets in trouble for drugs, most people barely bat an eyelash. But in South Korea, It's a big deal. Being involved in a scandal over there is akin to taking a blowtorch and setting your career on fire. And who do the police have in their sights? Actor Lee Sun Kyun. And if I'm saying that wrong, please forgive me. I'm not Korean, but I do try my best. Police want to interview Mr. Lee and seven other people to question them about their involvement in illegal drug use. According to reports, Mr. Lee likes using drugs at escort bars. Over here, we call those strip clubs. The police also want to question Han Seo Hee, a K-pop trainee who got into trouble for smoking weed with former Big Bang bandmate TLP in 2017. They also want to question Wong Hana, and she's the granddaughter of the founder of Nam Yang Dairy Products. Mmm, the richy rich, guys. Here's what's so interesting to me. South Korea used to have a drug-free reputation. I don't know how they worked that out because the U.S. has never had it. Police have also indicted actor Yu Ah-In, who starred in Hellbound. That's okay. K-drama on Netflix. He was indicted for habitual illegal drug use. Here's what's interesting about him. A court rejected arrest warrants on two separate occasions for him. I guess the police in South Korea are tenacious because they finally got him. He is 37 years old and he was born um um-hung sick. He is suspected of breaching their Narcotics Control Act by abusing propofol. This drug helps people relax or go to sleep before or during surgery and other medical procedures. In this country, we are familiar with propofol because Michael Jackson was using this for a long time and ultimately it killed him. The Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency has been busy. They had a huge drug bust and arrested 37 people including a smuggler, eight distributors, and 28 buyers. They also want to get the alleged mastermind of the operation, who they say is staying overseas. Hmm, wonder if they're in the U.S. Police seized nine kilograms of meth during the investigation. Whenever I hear about the crimes in South Korea, it's always interesting because there are so many people who infantize South Koreans and act like South Korea is some magical form of Disneyland where its people are so pure and they can never commit crimes. It's not the South Koreans who think this way. They'll tell you the truth about their country. It is the delusional fandoms who think this way. And stories like this burst their bubbles every single time. People are people. South Koreans struggle with demons just like everybody else around the world. At no place on earth is Disneyland. I think the reason we seldom hear about crimes such as this is because they are stricter and harder on their celebrities. When Korean celebrities get caught in scandals, most times their careers go down in flames. While celebrities in the U.S. just keep on going. And it looks as if Mr. Lee's career is in deep trouble. Now, if you've never seen Parasite, let me tell you about it. It's a good movie. The movie is about the Kim family. They're very poor and they're struggling to make ends meet. The family has a low-wage job folding pizza boxes. Well, the son's friend gives him a job offer to be a tutor for a wealthy family. And the wealthy family is called the Parks. I love this family because they were natural geniuses. They found ways to get everyone in their family hired. The son got his sister hired by referring her to Mrs. Park as a tutor and an art therapist for her son. Well. Once the sister got hired, she left her panties in the car so that her father could get hired as Mr. Park's driver. Then they needed to get the mother in. The housekeeper was allergic to peaches. You know, it's not funny, but it was funny because what they did to that poor lady, I'm sorry, it was hilarious. Anyway, they got her out and the mother was hired. Things seemed to be looking up for the family, they were earning money, and they even moved in the park's home temporarily while the parks went on vacation, until the housekeeper returned to the house, saying she had forgot something. The housekeeper's husband was hiding in a bunker in the basement from loan Shark's. So once the housekeeper got in the house and saw what was going on, which was a scam, she threatened to tell the Parks. Well, the Kims could not let that happen, so they had to get rid of her. A fight broke out, and the housekeeper ended up dead. Well, her husband didn't like that at all. And after he found out his wife was dead, it really started going downhill. The movie ends up in a bloodbath with Mr. Park being killed. And the ending of the movie was bittersweet. And his role in the movie was excellent. Now, his career is in trouble. He's had to drop out from another project, No Way Out. And after Lee was booked on drug charges, a decision was made to remove him from the movie. He was also set to star in two other movies, Project Silence and Land of Happiness. But the production company says it's going to keep an eye on the police investigation. He and his wife, Jian Hai Jin, had brand deals. Not anymore. SK Telecom and SK Broadcast have removed the couple from their ads. Cell Med have also removed Lee Sun Kyan from their advertisement. So guys, this is a big deal He's losing out on films. He's losing out on brand deals. And that's money. I don't know if his career can recover from this, but if it doesn't, it's a shame because he's a very talented actor. I'm not advocating for drug use by any means. It's a telltale lesson how anyone can get caught up in their demons, no matter where they live. Still in South Korea, folks, In a previous episode, I talked about the dangers of AI, and it just keeps getting worse. A South Korean man has been jailed for using AI to create sexual images of kids. Now, this case is a first for South Korean courts, but don't be fooled. It's not going to be the last. This is only the beginning for the harms AI is going to cause. Mm, This isn't some 18-year-old kid. This man is in his 40s. He was sentenced to two and a half years in prison for creating about 360 AI-generated images that look realistic and sophisticated enough to look like real children and minors engaging in sex acts. This is absolutely disgusting, and it's spreading around the globe. Our next stop, Spain. Police launched an investigation after images of underage girls were altered with AI to remove their clothes and distributed. In one case, a boy tried to blackmail one of the girls using the manipulated image of her naked body. Let's get this straight. The girl was not naked. Someone created a program that removed her clothing, so it looked as if she was naked. And he used the images to try and blackmail her. If you don't know what deep fakes are, you can take a woman's face and use it in a porn video without her consent. Here's what's scary. The videos are so real. It's hard for the female victims to deny they didn't make the pornographic video. Who else makes deep fakes? Video game streamers. A male video game streamer accessed deepfake videos of some of his female streaming colleagues. And this all went down on the streaming platform Twitch. This caused Twitch and even TikTok to tighten up their restrictions on sharing AI deepfakes. The European Union was the first to set regulations on how companies can use AI, followed by China and here in the U.S., the Senate wants to do something about AI and Bill Gates, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are on board. I've never been on board with AI. I think it's harmful and I think it's beyond frightening that any idiot can use the images of women and place them in porn videos that they've never been in. If that's not misogyny slash amerisogyny then you tell me what it is. We know pedophiles are everywhere and they can use these images to groom and blackmail young victims. I am absolutely floored that they can take existing real content and manipulate it to create new fake content of victims. And because we have pedophiles everywhere, the demand for this content is exploding. Just imagine your image in a porno And it's so real, you have a hard time defending yourself. Women already suffer from misogyny, so you can just imagine how much worse this is going to get. David Thiel of Stanford Internet Observatory said, you can't regulate what people are doing on their computers in their bedrooms. So how do you get to the point where they can't use openly available software to create harmful content like this? Now, that's a good question. Some people think AI is a godsend, but stories like this only show just how horrific AI can be. Women are always at risk of sexual abuse, virtually and offline. Our next stop, Bilingo, Congo. A 42-year-old woman was raped while her kids were out searching for food. Because of war in Congo, women and children have been forced to go to displacement camps. The mother of four became disabled in a motorcycle accident. Shortly after, her husband left her. What a prince. She says, I wanted to scream, but he took my mouth and threatened me with death. According to clinics run by Doctors Without Borders, approximately 70 women and girls are sexually assaulted every day. And this is nothing new. This has been going on in eastern Congo for almost three decades. And who are the perpetrators? Armed fighters. Due to the conflict, in 2022, almost 4 million people were displaced within Congo. To date, Africa and Ukraine have the highest numbers of people who are displaced. Out of almost 100,000 people who are forced to go to displacement sites, nearly 60% of them are women and girls. In just July alone, almost 1,500 females of sexual assault were treated by doctors. Displacement rips people from their livelihoods and leaves women and girls vulnerable to assault. Before displacement, the 42-year-old woman had a home, and she and her sons created a garden to feed their family. But armed rebels and Congolese security forces forced them to leave their home. The mother said, We were forced to flee, leaving behind all our belongings. After three months of struggling to feed her kids, she sent them out to find food. According to her, they hadn't eaten all day. And that is when she was raped by a stranger. They sometimes receive help from a charity group and the United Nations, but help isn't always consistent. These disgusting predators know that the women and girls are vulnerable to attacks. So they stalk the camps, waiting for the women to leave so they can attack them. A mother of eight received medical assistance after she was raped, but she is now terrified, especially at night. She positions her kids around her as they sleep, hoping their presence will stop her from getting attacked. Some of the women have banded together for protection, but they know if they split up, it places them at risk for sexual assault. They fear for their safety every night. The mother of four says, let the government do everything to end this war so that we can give up this life of misery. As we know, sexual assault not only happens to women, it can happen to men as well. Our next stop, the U.S. Dwight Howard is a well-known name in the NBA. Some call him a legend, but a man is calling him a rapist. The alleged victim's name is Stephen Harper. He met Howard on Instagram in 2021. Harper admitted he sent a DM to Howard, complete with his phone number, and Howard sent a text message after he read it. Harper says Howard told him he liked weird sexual things and asked Harper to send him nudes. And between May of 2021 and July of 2021, He sent nudes, photographs, and videos. According to Howard, Harper came to his home on July 19th, 2021, and he admits they went to his room where they took off their clothes and kissed consensually. Harper has a different story. He says Howard surprised him by introducing him to a man dressed as a woman, and the man called himself Kitty. Harper claims Howard told him he wanted to have a threesome with him and Kitty, but he wasn't down for that. He said Kitty began performing oral sex on Howard. Harper said he felt uncomfortable and didn't want to join. He said Howard tried to touch his thigh and stroked his penis through his underwear. Harper claims he asked Howard to stop, but Howard didn't listen, and he told him he was going to do whatever and that Harper was going to like it. He said Howard stood up over him, towering over him, and grabbed him by his thighs and forcibly removed his underwear, restrained him, and performed non-consensual oral sex on him. According to the lawsuit, Mr. Harper feared imminent bodily harm while he was restrained and forced to remain in place while the defendant sexually assaulted him. Harper said Howard stopped giving him oral sex when he realized that Harper was not enjoying it. Howard allegedly then ordered Harper to lie down. Harper said Kitty was having sex with Howard. He also said Howard forced him to perform oral sex on him. After the assault, he said he tried to call an Uber, but Howard had Kitty drive him home. Howard may be charged with assault, battery, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and false imprisonment. Now, Howard is denying all of this, and he wants the lawsuit thrown out. Harper brought receipts, text messages, and an Uber receipt from July 19th to prove he was indeed at Howard's home. Now, this story is wild, but I'm not surprised. So much darkness and ugliness goes on with celebrities, Now, Howard openly admits that he likes men, but some of these athletes and celebrities don't. That's why women need to be vigilant. If you're a straight woman, be on your P's and Q's because some of these men are not going to admit they like sleeping with other men. Now, if you're into that and you're okay with it, good for you. But if you're not, you have a right to know. You also have the right to say, nope, sorry, that's not for me. We'll just have to see what happens with Dwight Howard and this case. And always remember, in the U.S., you're innocent until proven guilty. We're still talking about drugs, sex, and no rock and roll, folks. And we're still in the U.S. An off-duty pilot has been accused of trying to shut off an airliner's engines in mid-flight. He admitted he took magic mushrooms 48 hours before the plane took off. Joseph Emerson says he believes he was dreaming when he tried to cut fuel to the plane's engines while the flight was en route from Washington State to San Francisco. And thanks to the captain and the first officer, he was stopped. In addition to taking the magic mushrooms, he also claims he had been awake for 40 hours. Emerson told police he thought he was dreaming and believed that pulling the handles of a fire extinguishing system, which would have cut fuel to the aircraft's engines, would cause him to wake up. He was riding in the cockpit in a jump seat, and when he reached for the fire controls, all hell broke loose. One of the pilots grabbed his wrists, thank God, and the other pilot said they wrestled with Emerson for a few seconds before Emerson stopped and said he was okay. Thankfully, he was not able to pull the handles all the way down. According to Emerson, he experienced depression and the recent death of a friend. He claims he was having a nervous breakdown and told the flight crew he needed to be subdued. Now, according to Matt Johnson, who is a John Hopkins professor that studies psychedelics, he says it's unlikely that the magic mushrooms would still be in the pilot's system 48 hours after using. He believes the pilot had lingering effects, but that's about it. According to Johnson, it's possible that the lingering effects of the magic mushrooms, existing depression, and sleep deprivation could have created a perfect storm. According to Johnson, Emerson may have experienced behavioral changes or or derealization, and we talked about derealization in a previous episode. It's a feeling of detachment from one's surroundings. Some people say they feel as if they're in a movie or a dream. Johnson also says psychotic-like behavior is a risk of magic mushrooms, especially for people with existing psychiatric disorders. Well, Emerson has been charged in federal court with interfering with a flight crew. He's also been charged with 83 felony accounts of attempted murder, 83 counts of reckless endangerment, and one count of endangering an aircraft. He pleaded not guilty to all state charges. Can you imagine what would have happened if they hadn't stopped him? Here's how scary the situation got. Emerson was having small talk with the pilots about the weather and the plane. He then said, I'm not okay, before reaching up and grabbing the fire handles. It's alleged he walked to the back of the plane with no issues, but told a flight attendant, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. So the crew cuffed him, but that didn't stop him. He tried to grab the handle of an emergency exit door and thankfully was stopped by a flight attendant. I know they were so glad to get his ass off that plane. This is a guy that had no red flags in the past. According to his neighbor, Emerson seemed like a really nice guy, and there was nothing abnormal about him. He has a first-class medical certificate, the highest level of medical certificate awarded by the agency, and every six months, pilots 40 and over have to undergo examinations. He's never had certification denied, suspended, or revoked. How scary is that? Our next stop, Peru. A 25-year-old British model named Madhu Adams was sentenced to six years and eight months in prison for trying to smuggle cocaine out of the country. Almost three kilograms of cocaine was found hidden in his suitcase. He was trying to be crafty about it. The suitcase had a false bottom, but it didn't fool police. Here's what's interesting to me. He's an influencer who has a TikTok account, and he had just posted about his trip to Peru. You see, this is what I talk about when I say people get wrapped up in the lies of social media, thinking people are living these grand lives when they really aren't. Some do, but most don't. I'm pretty sure people were fascinated that he's a model, and thought he was living this fabulous life when, in fact, he was smuggling drugs. The Peruvian Supreme Court has no chill. They posted a Photoshop picture of him behind bars with the caption, Prison in less than 24 hours for British TikToker. This is why I take these influencers with a grain of salt. Our last stop, austria Ozempic has become a worldwide phenomenon. It's highly coveted for its influence on weight loss. But some people who took a fake version of Ozempic went to the hospital for seizures and other serious side effects. The fake Ozempic contained insulin instead of semaglutide. Fake Ozempic exists because the real drug is in high demand. Austria's BASG didn't say how many people were harmed by the fake Ozympic or how long they'd be impacted by the side effects. These scammers have made the Ozympic packaging so real, it's hard to tell what's real and what's fake. And that's definitely terrifying and heartbreaking to know that people are being exploited just because they want to lose weight. Losing weight is so much more than dieting and exercising. For some people who have struggled to lose weight all their lives, Ozempic has been a godsend, but for others, it's been a nightmare. People can become victims through their own actions or through the actions of others, anywhere, at any time. What I love about the Amerisogyny podcast, every episode I bring you is connected. Times aren't getting any better, folks. They're getting worse. But in order to preserve our mental health, There are so many things we need to stay on alert about. Drugs, sexual assaults, and even people who can end our lives on planes. We can't stop bad things from happening, but we can be on our P's and Q's. And above all, I will most certainly keep bringing stories to spread awareness. And I'm out of time. This was another long one, folks, but packed with good information. And if it helped you in any way, feel free to follow me on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Samsung, or wherever you listen from. Be easy. I will be back with more stories. Take care of yourselves. Have a good weekend. And as always, God